If you're listening to this or watching this, that means you are part of the Resistance. Welcome to the Resistance broadcast, everybody. I'm John. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's our news show. We're going to get into the latest news going on in a galaxy far, far away. And believe it or not, for 2020, we actually got a lot of cool stuff to talk about today. And with me, as always, is James and Lacey. Uh, I was pretty pumped about all the stuff that's been coming out for Star Wars news because last week we were kind of like clawing at the walls and stretching stories out, but we wound up having good discussions about it. But this week we got some pretty cool stuff to talk about. But Mm -hmm. before we get into that, um, how are you guys doing in terms of uh, your social distancing? What's what's an update with that? Because obviously we podcast from three different locations, so we can do this no matter what's going on, whether it's the apocalypse or a pandemic, what have you. Mm-hmm. But uh, in terms of your, I mean, I Lacey have, and I are twenty. Minutes I have apart, my computer but. three feet away from me, and I assume you guys okay. have your computers three feet away from you too. For the six feet, d- I actually makes think sense. I have <laughs> my computer six feet yeah. from me. Oh. Do you really? Yeah. Oh. Well, she's okay. extra cautious. She's also wearing guys, hand sanitizer yeah. just to talk to us. Yeah, right. Well, I guess that's, you know, it's funny. Um, I've been seeing how like some late night shows are doing their shows now like we do it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they don't know what they're doing half the time. And it looks like <laughs> the first time we ever did a video on Skype. So it's funny seeing all these professionals like Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon or Howard Stern and all these people doing like these weird bootleg horribly lit versions of their show. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that guy gets like 40 million people watching him and he, he can't figure out how to light his face. Like, I don't even do it that well and I do it better than them. But mm-hmm. uh, here we are and it's a crazy time, but I'm glad uh, <laughs> that this is the norm for us. So Lacey, what's going on with you? How you doing? I'm good. Trying not You're to good? cough. You're <laughs> good? Trying not to cough, okay. Are you trying uh, to hide that cough drop as best you can right now? Yeah, it's in the side yeah. of my mouth. That's what she said. Uh, so, <laughs> so you talked about social distancing. John, we never yeah. hang out anyway, so this changes nothing. Oh, is Avengers not still in theaters? It's not, so we can't even see that. <laughs> we can't see any movie theater, so it literally changes nothing because nothing ever happens anyway. Yeah. So here we are. So we're having that kind of episode today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Feeling feisty. It's always, you, you know, you guys, I don't know, there's something about it. The three of you with your chemistry and you guys are just such along so great. <laughs> and I'm just like, what are you talking about? Cilantro. But, uh, so, James, you, uh, what? I know you're a big uh, restaurateur guy, uh, takeout guy. Have you changed anything there? Are you getting deliveries now? Are you still going out to the drive-thru? What's your deal now? Um, Actually, I, I think, like, we, we normally... Well, I don't want to say normally, but like we'll eat home fairly often. Um, mm-hmm. But we actually have been eating out more because we feel like it should be like supporting a lot of the businesses that are. That's like, good. Yeah. Um, trying to trying to get by. Um, and I've noticed that that when you go to like pick something up at places, they're like, <clears throat> it's not so much like, thanks. It's like, pl- thank you very much for your business. We're very glad you're here and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, it's it's crazy how things are, but it's funny how anytime I come downstairs here and we get on the call and stuff, it just feels like nothing is different. It's just yeah. uh, I like this this 
kind of normalcy of what we're doing here. Cause a lot of people are working from home and a lot of other aspects of their life are different, but this has kind of been a cool constant. And uh, I hope everyone mm-hmm. who's listening and watching us feels that too. But um, we do have some cool news to get into, so we might as well get after it. So James, why don't we kick things off with the resistance report? All right. It's the resistance. All right. Um, this week we got some Ahsoka news, right? Lots of uh, people Oof. talking about Ahsoka right now because we get Clone Wars comes back. We get some Ahsoka episodes right away. We're like, yay, Ahsoka's back. And then boom, the hard hitting uh, she's like everywhere because we're just getting confirmation after confirmation after confirmation, except from Disney, obviously, or anybody officially yeah. uh, involved. But yeah, uh, so the news is that Rosario Dawson, um, who uh, you know has been in a lot of different things, uh, very famous for a long time, is officially going to be the person playing this character uh, in The Mandalorian Season 2. Um, interestingly enough, there's like a weird kind of like rumorish vibe to it just because she was associated as like a fan casting a while ago. Um, let's just open it up. Let's talk a little bit more about it. John, you might know more about that, but um, what's your take on this, John? Uh, it, I didn't believe it when I first heard it. And I, th- yeah, because of the whole, you know, fan casting thing, it's like the, if they said that Sebastian Stan's going to be playing Luke Skywalker or they got Millie Bobby Brown to play Leia. It's like that type of feeling for me yeah. with this, with this Rosario Dawson thing. So I agree with you. It, it is absolutely that, but it, it has its roots dating back to spring of 2017, uh, Boss Logic just did an art rendering because he thought it would be a perfect fit for Rosario Dawson to play Ahsoka. He just knocked it out of the park mm-hmm. with this art rendering, and she caught wind of it and was talking about it on like Good Morning America. And she's like, "I would love to play Ahsoka." And she's talking about two double lightsabers, and uh, she clearly is a fan, a Star Wars fan. And she kind of knew her stuff quite a bit. Um, and it kind of went from there where fans took off with it and she would keep peppering it as if people tagged her every once in a while, she would say, let them know, tell them, tell them. And apparently it's, uh, it's come to this. So if it's true, I mean, it, it's apparently confirmed without being confirmed from Disney or Lucasfilm that Ahsoka is coming to live action mm-hmm. with the assumption or belief that the Rosaria Dawson part is true as well. Um, so I, I I don't know I, it's it's interesting I like Rosario Dawson I'm a fan of hers I'm a, I love her in Clerks too I think that's like one of Kevin Smith's <laughs> best movies uh, I'm serious uh, I thought she was great in that uh, Death Proof Tarantino movie uh, she kicks a lot of ass in that and so that's a, a way of her showing some action chops Sin City um, she's been in a lot of stuff and she's she's a really good actress she's really down to earth too and someone it cut in the the vein of a down-to-earth person like a Gina Carano where they're going to enjoy being involved if they are getting involved. And sure. uh, whether she's just in The Mandalorian for a little bit or not, it seems like they're trying to keep that culture there and she would be a good fit there um, as well. So uh, I think it's it's good stuff. And if it's true, uh, I, I, have no, I have no issue with it. I know we're, we may get into some of the drama in a little bit with the next story, so I'll save that for that. But... Um, on the face, on the surface, I'm a fan of Rosario Dawson. Uh, not the biggest Ahsoka fan, but I, I'm sure I'll like it, and it'll be cool. Yeah, so then let me ask you, Lacey, are, are you feeling what John's saying, the same thing? Do you like the idea of this particular actress coming in? 
Yeah, I love Rosario Dawson. I think she's great. Um, she was really great in all the the Marvel shows. Um, so I could see her being just wonderful in this role, seeing as she's done so much action stuff. And like John, I really like her in Clerks too. She's super funny um, and yeah. really like charismatic and relatable. So for this character, it's got to be someone that people connect with easily. And I think she's that actress that people do really like because she's a fan, because she's been in all these kind of like fan type movies, whether it be an action Mm. piece or, you know, something like Clerks. Um, I think that it's super weird that they haven't confirmed this yet. If this is already out there, like just kind of deal with it. Um, I feel like we're going to get one of those like, Ewan McGregor scenarios where we don't hear about this for eight months and all of a sudden they're like, surprise! And you're like, we already <laughs> knew this. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Thanks, John. I have to say, it's very interesting with this <laughs> this announcement how people handled this compared to Ewan McGregor. I thought there was a little bit of a different treatment of this story than the Ewan McGregor story, even though mm-hmm. they're literally the same exact scenario where you hear an actor's playing a character for a Star Wars property and then it ends up to be true. Um, I think, like John said, there is a little bit more drama around this because of Ashley, which we'll get into shortly. But I think this could be really cool. And we've said on the show before if we thought this jump would ever happen. And I boldly was like, no, this is never going to happen. I didn't think so. I didn't think so. Yeah. So, I I mean, I was on that boat as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, So this is super exciting because it's a really great character that people really love. Um, but I'm interested, like mm-hmm. I was months ago, how they're going to do it with makeup and stuff, because even with the best makeup, it never looks right. So I'm interested to see, um, how they do it. But yeah, no, I think this is great. Yeah. Um, well, there was something that you said that I was like, uh, oh, the, the, the whole backdoor pilot thing, right? Um, is there any, you know, do you guys have any thoughts on the fact that they would be bringing in this character for some sort of oh a spin-off test pilot for her own show um there's also the, man i can't remember what it was well john speak on that really quick while i'm trying to think well, of what it was yeah so um i don't know if it was the hollywood reporter um maybe deadline someone had said someone had said mm. no uh no 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 it was the hollywood reporter yes um i should pull up the articles right uh <laughs> Yeah, so they said they think this could be a springboard um, kind of thing where she pops in here and they see how that works, how it's received, and can they parlay that into a series for the character? Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, whether that is the let's go find Ezra and they turn Rebels into a live action thing, I still have my high doubts about that because I think you need to keep a certain story in a certain medium. Um, I, I wouldn't like the idea of watching four seasons of Rebels and then them ending the story in a completely different type of storytelling. That's kind of weird to me. That'd be like doing episodes one through eight of the Skywalker saga and episode nine is, you know, uh, anime. Or, or anime. all of the Clone Wars and then Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, but that's reverse engineering or whatever they call it. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean, though, right? I, mean, I don't really I, like I, that I, either, the switch between those two. I'm not a big fan. Yeah, I mean, the Clone Wars came after the trilogy anyway, sure. so it's kind of a different type of scenario. Um, but they're saying that it's possible that they could be doing a, an Ahsoka series. Um, I mean, that that's cool. I mean, there, there's been a lot of talk about a fourth series. Is that the one? 
Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know what type of uh, series you can make with Ahsoka as the main character. I think that's tricky. And the reason why I think it's tricky is because Ahsoka is a very popular character with diehard Star Wars fans. Mm -hmm. But again, you know, one of those things where you you stretch out the net and you want to be like uh, other franchises that tries to pull everybody in. And you know, again, I use you know friends and my brother as a barometer. I'm like, what do you guys think about Ahsoka Tano? And they're like, who? Or oh, I've heard of that character. I don't know. I'm like, well, that's okay. So they may be appeasing diehard fans by doing that sort of thing, but I don't know if that plays if you want to drive up your Disney Plus subscribers and that sort of thing. Now, having said that, The Mandalorian also was a, a completely organic and new thing. A lot of people don't know a lot about Mandalorian, the Mandalorian culture, and people fell in love with it. Granted, a lot of people did because of Baby Yoda, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it could be. Could not be either way. We'll probably find out soon enough because if she's going to be in season two of The Mandalorian, that's seven months away, barring any kind of delays. And then I'm sure the news would roll out from there. So my uh, my barometer's gone. I uh, I always ask people, like when they say like, "Oh, I'm a huge Star Wars fan," I'll like work in a way to be like, "Are you familiar with the character Ahsoka?" And whether they are or not, I can tell if they're like this they go into this or if they are just like big movie fans or at least know the character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I was thinking earlier is why maybe Disney hasn't, uh, spoke on it yet is because no matter how it's reported, like Hollywood reporter, you know, said Matt Smith was in the rise of Skywalker. So we all knew that was happening and it's like, well, it still didn't happen. So at the end of the day, if they don't, if they don't confirm it, Mm -hmm. then it's still not, it's still up for like, well, you never know. Um, the other, the other part of that too, is that it was maybe, uh, I I don't know if it was speculated on or something that maybe the reason they hadn't commented on it was because it was supposed to be a surprise for the show. It was supposed to be like a surprise at the end of episode four when she shows up. So it's my understanding that this was supposed to be the baby Yoda reveal of season two. Like they weren't, so... they weren't. Ahsoka was not going to be appearing in trailers. She was not going to be trailing, uh, appearing on posters. She was going to appear yeah. in, you know, episode chapter 14, scene three. Which what, is yeah, why, Which... to me, this is so shocking that people celebrated this, but didn't celebrate Kenobi. Because Kenobi isn't really a spoiler shock. The show is his show. And people were right. like, oh, this is, this would have been so great if it wasn't leaked or spoiled. Uh, How about this story right here? I would have loved to have been surprised by this. I loved not knowing that Baby Yoda was in The Mandalorian. This is that story. And then you're going to turn around and say, oh, this is such a great story. Remember this? And I'm like, but you're the one that complained about Ewan McGregor. So I'm sorry. I I just, I can't stand people that like take one story one way and not the other way. Makes no sense because Mm -hmm. I would have loved to have been shocked by this. And I actually feel Mm -hmm. spoiled by this story. Yeah, we got flack from people for the Kenobi once it was announced. Like, oh, that would have been way cooler if yeah. um, he he walked out on stage and we didn't know. And you see people commenting on that and you're like, well, you are on shows where you talk about rumors and spoilers and leaks and stuff. So you should put, you know, watch the glass house and there then trucking the stones. Rosario Dawson, <laughs> they're like, wow, this is so great. Look at this great story. And you're like, but this literally is a spoiler. This is that a is yeah. yeah right that'd be I this mean, would be I like mean, maybe if Baby Yoda maybe was revealed it changes their marketing. before Mando came out huh maybe it does change their marketing I know but I mean, I'm saying now, personally out, yeah. so imagine leading into the Mandalorian if you knew about Baby Yoda you wouldn't have gotten that moment in season one like episode one where you're like oh, which I got which well, I the, loved yeah. 
the fans in Europe, like who didn't, right. you know. Yeah. So this Ahsoka thing, if it ends up to be true, which all signs point that it's true, that mm-hmm. would have been a really cool reveal. And yeah, it's you know, now been taken away from us. That, that, I mean, that's you're absolutely right. And I agree with that, especially having been the one who wrote the Kenobi story. Like that is frustrating for me in a, a very hypocritical way people treat that. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like the the no comment thing a lot of times, like if she wasn't in anything they would someone would have came out and said like that is just not true because we've seen that happen we've seen even like you know like clayton or somebody would even who works with abc be like i can't believe i had to go digging on this but i did and it turns out that's completely false Mm -hmm. like nobody is denying this at all right and the same thing happened with the matt smith thing but he was going to sort of be involved and then they they changed it and that's sure. how I kind of had that right. feeling. That's why I kept making that joke. He's not going to be in. He's not going to be in it because, you know, you find things out and whatever that they change stuff and they got right. Darwin back and so and so. But this yeah. the no comment to me and I put in the article. I'm like, a lot of people consider a no comment a confirmation in itself sometimes. It's so weird, man. I mean, I, I know I know you're drawn up for a contract, but it it still makes me wonder like, okay, well this was supposed to be a surprise and it all got spoiled. Are we going to change our marketing? Maybe we do lean into this character being in the marketing. Okay. Or, or maybe not. Maybe <laughs> we haven't confirmed this say, sorry, Rosario Dawson. We're holding off your, your thing in season two is not happening anymore. We're bringing in another character to keep the surprise alive, but we are bringing you back for season three. And, then we can confirm that on our own terms, you know, well, or something the, the, along those lines. Then, then you're going to change what you've already filmed because the, the well, filming it depends. Has ended. It yeah. depends. I mean, like take like, it, I don't know that it was going to happen, but I'm saying like, say they had Katie Sackoff on contract to be the person at the end of season two who has the dark saber, you know, and who shows up and it was supposed to be a scene. And then they just were like, you know what? Uh, let's just not do that. And so they just, switch it to another character. It's not like a big deal, but they just like move that reveal to something else. You the know? surprising to, thing to me is that they I'm kept... I'm not saying that yeah. happened. I'm saying... Right. They kept yeah. Baby Yoda a good point. completely quiet. And no, it didn't leak. Nothing got out. They even said they were shocked nothing got out. They made mm-hmm. all the toy companies wait. Everything was tight-lipped. And then this gets out. That's what's weird to me is like that thing got didn't get out, but this did. Yeah, the wrong so, person knew. Right. Probably Ashley Eckstein. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can you imagine? She's like, well, just if so she mad, got if like, she got wind of it and then she leaked it to cause the problem. Well, uh, well, I'm putting on tinfoils hats. I'm causing problems, stirring things up. Tinfoils. I love it. Yeah, you said tinfoils. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's our um, thing. Um, yeah. no, I, I just I was just looking at her IMDb real quick, Rosario Dawson, because you know if she has to go out and promote stuff, she's getting the Ewan McGregor treatment, and yep. she's going to get pummeled oh. with questions about yep. this. So, she well, has, it's just going to be a lot of like, I would love to play the character. I've said that before, uh, yeah. right? Right, but but you want to see the poker face because she, you know, if she had no, I don't know if she was interviewed recently or not for, for other stuff. I'm not sure because she did the Briar Patch thing. Um, she has Justice League Dark where she's playing Wonder Woman, which is coming out, uh, an animated thing coming out. I don't know how, how big that is. And then I see a TV movie here called DMZ. I don't know what that is. So uh, nothing big that she's going to be out on like, she's not going to be on like yeah. Jimmy Kimmel or Fallon to talk about stuff, but keep an eye out though. If she does happen to be booked for appearances, um, 
It'd be interesting to see if uh, well, the big thing. Those, those Star Wars questions always come out. They she's been doing Comic Cons now, so. Well, those aren't happening. I know, so not right now, but yeah, maybe eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about Ashley Eckstein because. In the midst of all of this, right, she put out like a statement that said, I just want to say I'm in not I'm I'm paraphrasing. I'm in no way connected to the Mandalorian season two. So if you know, and I am getting bombarded by this rumor, if it turns out that it's true, I just have to go with the flow. And I'm very much paraphrasing here, but she seemed open to the idea of still telling more stories with Ahsoka in the future. But come on. I mean, there was a little bit of a vibe here, right? That was like, this sucks. And well, I'm, James, do you, this is I'm getting sorry, confirmed you, and I'm not, yeah, I'm not a part of it. Do you have, do you have the article up by chance? I do. I don't. Um, do you want me to read she it? She does. Do, yeah. Just, do you want to just read her whole statement? Sure. Just Should for I try context, to read in a high voice like Ashley? No, I'm just joking. No, just no, kidding. Uh, okay. I thought that was Daisy. <laughs> Ashley Eckstein's real voice when she's like not (laughs) what (laughs) Ashley Eckstein's real voice when she's not on like camera she's like so uh (laughs) no I'm okay before everyone at home starts freaking out I adore Ashley she has a lovely high pleasant voice compared to mine which is manly so we're all good that's no, joke it's, I was just, making. it's just stop. <laughs> we, could, we could have been through her I statement. Know, okay, okay. Oh, Here's my. her statement. <laughs> Last week, a rumor was released about Ahsoka Tano being in, re- in season two of The Mandalorian. I've read all your questions and comments about this story, and thank you for your patience as I've taken the much-needed time to sort through these questions. The truth is, I am not involved in The Mandalorian. I can't answer questions for something that I, I have not been a part of. I'm an actress and I've performed in all types of mediums, live action, film, television, theater, voiceover, hosting, and it has hosting, and it has been a dream for, or my dream for 14 years to continue to play Ahsoka Tano in all forms. I will continue to be grateful for opportunities to help create stories for Ahsoka Tano, um, and I have, and I'm always happy to see her legacy continue. I am only one member of a tremendously talented team of people that it takes to bring Ahsoka Tano to life. The final decisions for Ahsoka are not mine to make, and I cannot comment on something that I'm truly, I truly know nothing about. So, can I just comment really quick? The line that sticks out to me in this, <laughs> if I wrote this statement, was... I am an actress and I've performed in yeah. all types of mediums, live action, film, television, theater, voiceover, hosting, and it has been a dream of mine for 14 years to continue to play Ahsoka Tano in all forms. That to me says, yes. I am an actress. I can be on camera or not on camera. I know I do the voice, but I can do more. That's what that line says to me. And she actually was in a movie. Which movie was it? It was like Sydney White with a, like Amanda Bynes or something. And I remember she played a character hmm. named Ashley. And I was like, is that Ashley playing Ashley? <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's probably heartbreaking for her. I really feel for her with this because she pro- this came out of left field for her. She probably was like, wait, what? Or she knew ahead of time and was like, wait, what? Um, I, I couldn't imagine. It's like one day you guys announcing, you're like, uh, Lacey's not on the podcast anymore. It's actually this person. And I'm like, wait, I'm not? <laughs> 
anymore. Here's our new co-host, Stacy. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, it, to me, there's a, there, she she didn't get fired, but it reads like when somebody is making a statement about being let go, and they're like, "I tried. Mutual. I was very pleasant to everybody who was there." You know yeah. what I mean? There's like we something mutually like, agreed that we are parting yeah, ways. I, I was. Uh, I did my part. And it's a bummer that they're not living up to everything that I've set forth. You know what James, I mean? James, not I, not to make it personal, you can probably speak on this. Oh yeah, I mean a little bit. Like I, I think, like publicly, most people assume I chose to leave the band. I was kicked out of the band. So there's like this other vibe of like when it came out that we like mutually like separated. I put out a statement, and it was like, nope. I I did not choose to leave the band or whatever. So there was probably some back and forth that, um, I don't know, like it's, I don't know. I don't know what to say to this, but I, I really do feel like she got kind of sideswiped here, but we'll, we'll talk maybe more of this on Thursday about characters being brought into live action a little bit, but I'll say it. I don't, I would have done the same thing. It would have been really hard to break her heart, but I don't think she should play Ahsoka live action because she doesn't look like Ahsoka. And I know there's, there's ways to make it try to make that happen. But in my personal opinion, it would probably be best to do the Darth Maul thing, right? Bring in this character, let this other character do the voice for that person. They've worked it out in the past before, um, but I, I think she's just so held mm. onto the character that there's no way they're going to make that happen. And then they're just going to ignore it. That's sorry. A flip, sorry about though. your luck. What? That's a, f- that the Darth Maul is a, f- the exact mirror of that though, because because he was Park hired as first. Yes. As live action. He never did the voice. Then they go into animated and Sam Witwer does the voice. And then when they go back to live action, Ray Parks, the original, he's back again. So it's a, it's a bit different, yeah. but I understand. What I mean, you're, I understand. Yeah, it is. It's kind of similar to like the Darth Vader thing. Like, oh, I, I liked my performance as this character. And then they came in and they put somebody else over like, sorry, we don't like your voice. Like, sorry, we're well, changing David your performance Prowse? to. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're changing your performance to somebody else. But I, I think that. I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. I, I don't think she's the best bet because yeah. you have voice actors. There are a lot of voice actors like Michael Oello, I think his name is or whatever. He plays, um, he's the voice of, uh, no, I can't think of his name. People are screaming at me in rebels. Ca- cast. Ca- <laughs> what is it? Zeb? No. Ca- hot Cal Cal Callan. What's his Callus? Name? Callus? Is it Callus? Yeah. Okay. Agent Callus, I think his name was. Did you just say hot Callus? <laughs> that was the thing. It's like when he when he pulled his hair down. Anyway, you have com- <laughs> you have two completely different peoples. Like Michael O's black, and and this character is a white character. Like you, j- it sometimes it just doesn't cross over. The voice fits mm-hmm. the character, but you can't bring them to live action. And right. this is a much s- smaller version of that. But I. Absolutely think she has never looked right when she cosplays as Ahsoka. I'm like, I get yeah, it. I mean, I I put the image in the article and it doesn't look bad. She doesn't look bad. Um, and I'm sure with ILM and stuff, with the um horns and stuff like that, they could make it even look better. But mm-hmm. you're right, James. And I think not even just so much the look perspective, I just think 
Rosario Dawson is just a way better actor than Ashley mm-hmm. Eckstein. And I say that because Ashley Eckstein, even though she, she's sitting here pretty much campaigning, saying, like, I can do this. I can be a live action, like Lacey said. And I put in the article, like, in quotes, the parts where she's like, I wanted to do her in all forms, a.k.a. not just being a voice actress. Um, it, Rosario Dawson just has the chops and the resume and just a way bigger star. And that's just it. Maybe yeah. that was it for Favreau, you know? It's not personal for him. Uh, but then you bring in, you know, Dave Filoni. He's right there, and he obviously has influence on this series, too. So that that makes it interesting. Was he involved in this decision? He's an executive producer, you know? that That's a big role. That's not just a title. Um, this whole thing, to me, is clearly her saying, like, taking the classy route, but if you read between the lines, it's her saying, like, I should have had a bit of a shot at this or something, you know? But yeah. the only thing I don't believe is her saying, I can't comment on something I don't know about. BS. They definitely 100%. told her if they were going to do this. No, no, no. I mean, she she probably, like, they told her, like, listen, you know, we're, we're thinking about bringing Ahsoka into Mandalorian. And I, if I was her, I would have campaigned, like, you know, give me a shot or something. You know, I would love to play the role and, and what have you. She definitely knew about it because, like, I, you know, I put this in the article. They're not going to, Dave Filoni <clears throat> aside, they're not going to blindside someone who's been such an ambassador for the franchise in a, such a good way mm-hmm. for 14 years, making this character that people hated in the beginning into a, one of the most fan favorite characters uh, I mean, she did that from front to back, you know, uh, writing aside and developing the character. She's the voice. She's the character. They're not going to blindside her with this news from a trade article leaking it out or something like they she knew about this. There's no no doubt in my mind that she knew about this. So her saying, I, I, I don't know anything about it. It's probably her trying to cover herself. So she's not asked more about it. I think and this also her, again, confirms her. it that sh- that this is happening. This this statement. Yeah. I, I, Oh no, I, I do too. But and, and the, again, this is her taking the, the classy route, and she probably won't talk about it again. I'm sure for the foreseeable future. She doesn't want to put a dark cloud over the show, which has been one positive, unifying fan show right now. She doesn't want to create fan drama in that, so I respect her for that. But also, why it's good is fan expectation. Um, again, you know, as soon as the rumor came out that that um, Rosario Dawson was going to be playing Ahsoka Tano, you had people saying. Ashley's going to do the voice, though. I'm like, are you crazy? They're not going to cast Rosario Dawson and then have someone else do the voice. That's not going to happen. And now, thankfully for her statement, those expectations of fans who are going to go into The Mandalorian expecting to hear Ashley Eckstein's voice aren't going to be stomping on social media saying, I can't believe they did that. They didn't use her voice. That's gone now. So now you're going into The Mandalorian knowing you're not going to hear Ashley Eckstein's voice. Another win for fans, I think, and for Lucasfilm. So it is a sad story because she has been Ahsoka the whole time. But like you said, James, sometimes it just doesn't line up that way. And I agree that um, Rosario Dawson will be the better choice. And in the end, when people see it and stuff, um, they'll agree. It's a, it's it's different in a way, but it almost feels like when people are like, I can't believe they didn't cast Anthony and Gruber to play Han Solo. And then, yeah. you know, Alden comes out and crushes Cause, it. Because so. his impression or his voice sounded exactly like it. And it's like, yeah, great right. voice. What about everything else that goes into carrying a movie franchise? Like, yeah. Yeah, I say I say franchise. It was one movie. <laughs> it's hopefully it's it's gonna happen. Hey, yeah, 
Um, all right. Well, we got a couple more stories um, to talk about. There's a lot to that last one, and I'm I'm sure we'll continue to to touch on it for future episodes. But for now, let's let's talk about Michael Bean coming back for the Mandalorian season two. He's gonna he's uh, cast as supposedly not confirmed officially, but uh, playing a bounty hunter in the show. Um, Lacey, what do you think about Michael Bean coming back or not coming back coming, coming back, back from? Who knows where, right? Lacey, you told us a story about uh, when he was booked for a comic or a a convention. Yeah, he's been doing the comic con circuit for a couple of years now. Um, He's what we would consider probably a lower tiered guest, a little less expensive as the others. This is about to go up, I'm sure. Right now. No, I'm saying that because his <laughs> amount just went up if he's in this show. So oh, yeah, congrats, yeah. Michael, yeah. if you ever hear this. Good for you. Um, that being said, yeah, he's like an <laughs> 80s, 90s action star. Like, does it change? Does it affect me as a person? Probably not. It's not like Bill Burr. I'm a huge fan of Bill Burr's. But, I mean, it's cool. Also it's exciting. confirmed to be coming back. It's just... It's exciting every time you hear more people are involved because it reminds you that more Star Wars content is coming, more people are getting involved, more storylines are getting created. That's why I'm excited. Am I excited personally for him? No, I'm more excited for Rosario Dawson. But congrats, Michael. If you got the job, good for you. I'm sure you'll do a great job. Yep. John, what do you think? Michael <laughs> that was Bean. such a PC. That was such a business answer. That was <laughs> that was Comic-Con Lacey, like, booking the guests. <laughs> that was my Ashley Eckstein um, answer about Michael Bean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I really like Michael Bean. Um, he's a character actor. He was never, like, a big star or anything. 80s, 90s, uh, absolutely right, um, Lacey. Uh, but, you know, fans love that sort of stuff. And a lot of the demographic who's been driven to the Mandalorian is in that ilk. Um, and I fit right in with that. Uh, you know, the Terminator, uh, the rock aliens, uh, you know, staples, uh, big movies of that, of those eras. And, uh, well, well not to jump in on you too, but his, his era is the vibe. Navy that, Seal, I think that, um, uh, Favreau is going for absolutely. Like he's the like, oh, when, like that, when I was yeah. the Empire Strikes Back. Oh, that's eighty three. You know what I mean? Right. That's um, I mean, it's, that's yeah, it, the it's, Bosk and the Boba Fett and the dude, stuff. Me, it, like, why don't me, we bring the biggest action star from that era? You're not right. The biggest, but he's not the biggest, but he's a character actor. He's a side, a side actor. But he's mm-hmm. fans love him because of the roles he's played. Like Kyle Reese was such a big role that helped launch the Terminator. You know, like him versus Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know. Um, but you know, you make a good point that triggered something in my mind, James, that Favreau really is treating the Mandalorian like his toy box, like a kid in his yard playing with action figures. And he's like, Oh man, I got those Terminator action figures over there. Let me, let me bring Kyle Reese into the Mandalorian and they're going to fight and stuff. That's might be what he was doing. He's like, let me see if Mm -hmm. Michael beans around, let me get him in my show, you know? Mm -hmm. And it could be as simple as he's playing a one scene or one episode bounty hunter, like, um, Jake uh, Cannavale, whatever, you know, he did. Oh, yeah, that kid yeah. who played Toro, whatever. Or, yeah, whoever, Bill oh, Burr. Oh, he was so bad. Um, Hopefully he's not as bad as Toro. No, he Michael Bean will deliver. Um, but he's in, you know, it's almost like Carl Weathers in a way, because Carl Weathers was an 80s uh, hero, action mm-hmm. hero, and Predator and, and that sort of stuff. So it's very familiar in that way. Um, I don't know that he'll have as big of a role like Grief Karga uh, does, um, but 
I love it. It it's nostalgic. He's good. At, he's a good actor. He's another down to earth person. If you ever see him in interviews and that sort of thing, he's a, a good down to earth person. He'll probably fit right in the pocket. And I'm excited. It's it, um, it. I don't know what to say. It, it tickles the the nostalgia a bit. Uh, and I'm a fan. And The Rock, by the way, if no one's seen The Rock, I'm not a big Michael Bay fan. Sorry, Val. Mm-hmm. But that scene with uh, this, <laughs> I forgot about this, Val. He loves Michael Bay. Yeah, that standoff between Ed Harris's crew and Michael Bean's crew is one of the best action scenes in the '90s, in my opinion. I love that. The stand down, Captain. I know people who know that movie right now are thinking about that scene right now. We got Hans Zimmer's music just blaring. Uh, good stuff. So I'm, it, it actually, believe it or not, I know people think it's a joke. It actually makes me even more excited for Mandalorian season two, knowing he's going to be involved. Maybe even more so than Rosario Dawson. So I guess I'm opposite with you on that wow. one, Lacey. But I, I love Michael B. I'm the negative one, I guess. Yeah, I, That's what's coming out of this. Well, I, I mean, oh, I had to straight up look him up. That. Like I was I like, I don't know that. who that I is. I didn't say I didn't want him in the show either. I'm just making that clear. Like I'm not against him being in the show. <laughs> No, I said I'm the opposite of you because you said you're more excited about Ahsoka and I'm saying I'm more excited about him. I know, but you started the conversation off with like, well, I feel different because I'm happy for him. I'm glad he's in the show. I just want to get that out there so that everyone (laughs) knows because you claimed I had a PC answer. I just don't know him that well, so I can't comment on it. But I'm happy for him. I wish I had a Reese's PC's answer. What does that mean? Because he played Pim- Kyle Reese in Terminator? P- y- yes. Uh. <laughs> wow. Okay. I really just wanted to stop you guys from get going down that. Uh, all right. Um, no, but I, I said this earlier. It went real quick. But I, I didn't even know who he was. I had to look him up. It's the same thing for not Carl Weathers, but um, who's Bill the other Mer- guy who plays... No. You are um, losing everyone tonight, James. It's like I am. I'm just, my, my brain is just like, I can't even. Quill is the character. And Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte? Right? Yeah. John, John, well, little thing here. John knew before it was officially announced and he told me and I said, I don't know who that is. And he about lost his mind. And I went and looked at Nick Nolte's IMDb. I've literally never seen anything Ever I don't that understand he's been that. He just doesn't even, didn't, never on my radar. I, I knew the name, but like I never didn't know what he looked like, anything You've like that. You've never seen Cape Fear? No. Nope. Negative. Negatory on that one, buddy. You guys should um, do a general movie podcast. <laughs> you, you know who they should get for The Mandalorian? Greg Grunberg. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a segue. There we go. No, uh, speaking of, yeah, yeah, Greg was doing, um, some stuff for, uh, other movies of his and it was doing some interviews and things like that. And of course this got brought up. He was asked a lot about JJ Abrams and the, the possibility of like a JJ cut. He says, you've known this guy for a long time. You've been best friends. What's the story on the, the JJ cut. And he just like completely denied it all. He's like, if anybody was going to say, if anybody knew about the JJ cut, it would be me because we've been friends for so long. If, if there was any um, hostility towards Ryan Johnson, 
I would know about it and I would tell you guys that this doesn't exist. Um, of course, immediately people are like, well, so says JJ Abrams' best friend. Of why would he ever like spill this information? But I still kind of got a vibe that since I don't believe there's a JJ cut, since I don't believe there's really like this mass feud between these two directors, I I still just kind of feel like this is more flame to the fire of stop saying there's a problem when there's no problem. But I do understand the other side of it of saying like, of course this guy would say that they're, you know, he's the biggest JJ fan. They've been friends forever. Um, John, what are your thoughts on um, this, this, you know, his opinion on the JJ cut? Um, yeah. So I wrote the article on it and it's a huge interview where he talks about, you know, them working with Carrie and uh, lost and a bunch of other stuff. But the two points I wanted to bring up were the conspiracy theory stuff, the JJ cut, mm-hmm the Ryan and JJ hate each other thing because, you know, fans are, you know, pushing those buttons and stoking those flames. And it obviously reaches people of that level. And maybe fans get off on that. Like, wow, look at this guy, you know, comments on it. That means JJ Abrams knows about it. And look what I did. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. So I'm glad, you know, these types of things come out and your point to, well, it's JJ Abrams best friend. I get that. You know, people can easily say like, of course he's going to say that and, you know, defend his friend and stuff like that. But what's the alternative? Joe78975 on Reddit or the guy who was in The Rise of Skywalker? I think I'm going to pick the guy who was in the movie and take his account for it. And mm-hmm. for him to say there's no J.J. cut, I believe that. You know, J.J. James made the biggest movie of all time in the United States. Domestic, box office, loved pretty much universally by Star Wars fans. Um, a big deal, especially today with the culture we've seen, right? In The Force Awakens. Um, they had complete, he had all the reins he wanted to have on making the movie he wanted to make. They weren't sitting there tapping J.J. Abrams' shoulder, like, you have to cut that out. You have to do that. You have, that's not how that this went down. So to think that there's some kind of cut out there that J.J. wish he had, this is all the, this is all the Zack Snyder stuff. And if everyone wants the, because there actually is a Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League, everyone now is slapping that, blueprint of a theory onto every other big movie that comes out what's the birds where's the birds of prey real cut where's this real whoa, cut? like whoa the cats cut have you heard about that one that's uh, fake yeah, the, yeah <laughs> that, that, i heard that is fake yeah oh, um, i actually saw matt martin was the first person i saw talking about that i don't know how that <laughs> came about but and then you look at and then the rift between ryan johnson and jj and she's like just look at the facts you know like JJ was the executive producer of episode eight. Like we've gone all through this. JJ tweaked stuff at the end of Force Awakens for Ryan Johnson. He's commented so many times how much he loved what Ryan did. It's all about fan perspective. If you didn't like The Rise of Skywalker, you're going to come up with some reason why it should have been better. What's that? Oh, there's a different cut of the movie. Got it. (laughs) Oh, uh, JJ just went against everything Ryan did just because I like The Last Jedi and that's the only Star Wars movie I consider a Star Wars movie. Cool. That's what I'm going to say. So to me, it's just all fan concocted stuff. And I'm glad he was like, he literally said that's something that rift between these two guys is something people made up. And I'm glad he, instead of saying, oh, I don't know. Uh, uh, he's like, no, people made it up. It's nonsense. And Chris Terrio and everyone said they were shocked when they heard about it because it was just so out of left field. So I like when people just put their stamps on stuff. If he, he He's setting his mark saying, this is what I think. This is what JJ told me. It's out there. And that's uh, their side of it. And like I said, I'm going to take their side of it over uh, Tommy28795385776 on Reddit. You said his name wrong. Also, it's you slash Tommy. 
but I'm just kidding. You, you didn't get his <laughs> handle either way. <laughs> um, Lacey, uh, do you do you have anything to add to this? Or because I'm in agreement with John, I think I think that's the story, um, and there's no hidden message here. So here's the thing. <laughs> I you know what's good when Lacey starts with here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think the reason people are looking for things is because they didn't like the rise of Skywalker. I think we got to start with that baseline. That being said, the way Greg Grunberg is just like, if I knew I would tell you guys, like I would totally tell you guys, if I knew that I would share it with you. Like, no, you wouldn't. That's like me telling John stuff and being like, don't tell anybody this. And then someone goes, so what Lacey think of this? You're going to be like, Oh, she loved it. It was great. Everything is wonderful. It is great. Cause you don't want me to get in trouble. I'm just saying, I'm not saying it's true or false or anything. I'm just saying that that's why I think a lot of people read that article and were like, something mm-hmm. seems wrong. Cause he's like very adamant that there's nothing going on about the cut. That being said, I don't think that there's a JJ cut. I think changes were made throughout the production process that we've learned from behind the scenes stuff. And we saw it in the documentary and things got changed and whatnot. I don't think any drastic changes that would be a different ending or a different cut. Um, I think a lot of stuff was shot and they probably had, like they said, a version that was like three and a half, four hours and they had to cut it down. I don't think there's a different Mm -hmm. cut floating around. I think there's the long cut before they made those edits and the cut after they made the edits, that's not a JJ cut. That's just a pre-production cut, which is normal for any movie process. Yeah. And also, you, you normally I can't imagine that you would finish the movie like everything's edited all together and there that cut exists. It's more like we know this segment is three minutes long. We know this segment is five minutes long and we are only allowed five minutes. So it's not even that it's we're it, going to have to. We're going to have to remove this before it ever meets the editing timeline. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's a little bit of an editing thing, but like. I, I don't think it's even that. I think it's from early days of video production and myself, the hardest thing to learn for any editor is how to cut things out. And the hardest mm-hmm. thing to learn is um, pacing and timing and what is needed and what's not. And oftentimes the stuff that gets cut is your favorite parts of a movie or a video, but it just doesn't make sense. And the shorter you can make it, the more concise you can make your story, the better. So I don't think it has to do with, oh, we didn't want this and we wanted this. And, oh, there's a different cut because they made me change this. Sometimes it just doesn't work Mm -hmm. and they have to keep it down to a certain time. I mean, you're talking about two people. Um, not Ryan Johnson, J.J. Uh, Abrams and Chris Terrio, who openly said that they didn't want this movie to end. So can you imagine what that first cut was? It was probably like four and a half hours because they were like, we've got all this awesome Star Wars stuff. And they were like, we mm-hmm. cannot put a four and a half hour movie in the movie theater. Um, but yeah, so I don't think that exists. I'm sure there are different cuts or earlier cuts in the production process that people are like, oh, I saw this version earlier. That happens for every yeah. movie. That is not a new thing. And the Snyder Cut thing just needs to go away because it is so annoying. I am sorry if you're for that. It is the most annoying thing I've ever witnessed in the film production industry is this Snyder Cut stuff. Like, just let it go. Just let it go. <laughs> yeah, release it, please. No, um, don't. <laughs> Can- didn't they, Lacey, didn't they say that in some article um that some of the stuff with Leia via Carrie didn't work and there some of those scenes were with 
Kelly Marie Tran, and those yes. were cut because I think Chris Terrio said something. Didn't yes, say something like that because they didn't work yeah. properly, which happens all the time. Yeah. You shoot something. I do this all the time in the videos that I shoot for you guys for Patreon and for YouTube and stuff that John shoots. John makes so many jokes during his rumor or theory review videos. A lot of times I'll just cut them, not because they're not funny or not good. It's just the pacing is wrong. Sorry, John, because it just doesn't make sense in the story to make the joke that he's... At least the hoey cut. (laughs) The hoey cut. Just to, you know, it just doesn't make sense. So you have to make those artistic, creative decisions, but also on more of a basis of editing of, okay, he says this and then he goes here. I have to make this cut here, but it doesn't work with this joke or whatever the statement is. I need to cut the statement out. It happens mm-hmm. all the time. Um, so just let it go. Let it go. Let the Snyder Cut stuff go. There's not another version that Ben Solo lives. Just that's what this is about. Just let it go. Um, well, I actually I heard. I'm just kidding. Part two of that. JJ and Ryan not liking <laughs> each other is completely false. There's no reason that they would not like each other. We see them together. I'm sure they've had a phone conversation since the Rise of Skywalker came out where Ryan was like, look, I'm sorry, this is happening. Ryan seems like a really nice guy. JJ seems like a really nice guy. Chris Terrio seems nice from the interviews that I saw, but like, especially JJ and Ryan, we've seen them a lot. There is no reason why they wouldn't get along. There's no reason why they'd be against each other. And just because JJ made different decisions than Ryan doesn't mean he hates Ryan. It just means that he was trying to tell the story that he was handed off to. That's his choice. That's how he's supposed to decide to make his story. So the whole idea that they hate each other is ridiculous. Now, does Ryan not agree with some of the decisions that were made? Sure. Does JJ not agree with everything Ryan did? Sure. Does that mean they hate each other? No. John and I disagree all the time about stuff. Not even five minutes ago about stuff. Why are you coming at me today? I'm not. I'm just using it as an example (laughs) because oftentimes James and I don't argue. Whereas you and I do. That doesn't mean I hate John. It just means we disagree about things. And I think that's how Ryan and JJ are. It's like they did different things. They made different choices. But you know what? They're still going to go get a pizza together. They're still going to have a good time. It's Star Wars. Like, stop taking it so seriously. And Greg Grunberg, like, I'm sorry, man. Who are you? Like, you've been in, like, two things. Whoa. I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't even know why he's giving this interview. Because who cares? Right? Like, who cares? Ooh. It's like shots fired. It's not really sh- It's not really a hot take though. Like, what is he in a in a cockpit for two seconds and then he dies and then he has one line at one point in the movie and he wears a jumpsuit because he knows J.J. Abrams. Congrats. I don't think you should be the person giving advice on different cuts of the movie and if Ryan Johnson and J.J. are friends. Yeah, but he but he is yeah, somewhat he was- famous. Like, I don't know who Ryan Johnson's best friend is. If Ryan Johnson's best friend. I'm going to be honest. I didn't know before this article that Greg and JJ were best friends. I knew they were friends, oh. but I didn't know they were best friends. Oh, he, yeah, he's in like all his stuff. Well, like Ryan Johnson has his Greg Rumberg and it's Noah Segan. Like that guy's in every Ryan sure, Johnson movie. But I'm yeah. saying I, if I was a publicist, I'm coming from a publicist side of things. Mm-hmm. If Greg started talking like this about my client, I'd be like, what the hell, man? Like, this isn't your place to say anything about this. Like, he could have just been like, hey, man, this isn't my place. I get that. I get your I agree with you to an extent. But also, it's like he was asked the question. So he's probably like, I can do a better service for Star Wars. I think he made it worse. By. Oh, I I think he made it worse by saying 
hey man, if I knew, I'd tell you guys, right? Like, we're friends, right? Like, I get it. I'll agree with Lacey. That's the only statement that I feel like he should have cut like, back on. Like, come on, if there was a big feud between these directors of Star Wars I movies, would I would tell <laughs> yeah, you. I yeah, that's honest, a little though. weird, but... What? <laughs> Maybe Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams do hate each other, but they're still professional filmmakers, and J.J.'s not going to be like, you know what, guys? Uh, instead of making a good Star Wars movie, <laughs> I'm going to stick it to Ryan. <laughs> I'm going to make the worst movie ever. I'm going to do everything backwards just to piss him off. Okay? All right, bye. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, those lines, he could have just not said that. I feel like he started to say it, and then he realized that he shouldn't be saying it, so he started doing this. If I knew, I'd tell you, right? Like, we would, I'd tell you guys. Like, yeah. we would talk about yeah. it. We'd be friends. And this guy's like, sir, I've known you for yeah. 10 minutes. We just got bagels. <laughs> Watch next week we book Greg Gunberg Grunberg to be on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure he's very nice. I just don't know if this was his place to say something like this. And I understand why people are like, well, of course he's going to say that he's best friends because that is the truth. If I if I was in Star Wars, I'd be like, interview me. Who were you? <laughs> I was pilot number seven. Just ask me anything you want to know. Yeah. Well, he was in he was in Star Trek, so he's a hero to me. Mm. James, you know what? I think you're a little lost on this one. I was going to say lost, but I wasn't sure if he was in it or not. Was he in it? I think he played like a tree. He was not a tree. <laughs> he was like a captain that dies two cuts. seconds later. <laughs> he played a palm tree. JJ <laughs> Abrams like, hey, I got this character that wears a jumpsuit. You in? And Greg's like, yeah, because that's all his characters do is wear jumpsuits. Speaking of people going like this, this has been the world's <laughs> longest resistance report. This is the roast of Greg Grunberg. I'm just saying, just it just seems inappropriate right. that he's commenting on these things. And the movie came out yep. three months ago. Like, let it go, Greg Grunberg. Oh, it's, he's going to be commenting on it. This is going to be talked about for the next 40 years. <laughs> we're still talking about the drama of David Prowse, like we were talking about earlier. I'm going to get, you know, right. Greg Grunberg has, um, you know, that's like Cameo. Yeah. Where celebrities will like give shout outs. I'm going to mm-hmm. buy a Cameo from Greg Grunberg for Lacey. <laughs> Look, okay. Now I got to do it again. Wait, hi, Lacey. I, I heard you're my biggest fan. I don't hate Greg Grunberg. I'm sure he's a lovely person. I just don't know if this is his place to say something. That's all I'm saying. He's going to be in Mandalorian season two, I think. <laughs> and I hope he has a wonderful time. He's on the con He's circuit. He's making speeder. money. Good for you. You do your thing. All right. Mm. Okay. Um, well, then that is it for Resistance Report. We are done. Um, Lacey, can we can we do a little bit of a rundown, though, on what's happening with TRB? Yeah, let's go. Let's do this. Punch on three. One, two, three. Punch it! Punch, Punch it. it! I was thinking about how Greg <laughs> Grunberg had the same death as Tally, and then victory is mine. Um. Okay, so if you're oh watching... Oh, God, it is so... So there's no victimless... It carried in, over. You, yeah, you cut me up, you cut Grungberg up, you got Bean. Yeah, Alright. If you're watching or listening to this episode, you're probably a fan of what we do here on TRB. If you'd like access to more exclusive content from us, 
maybe a video about Greg Grunberg. Uh, join us now at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. In April, we plan on rolling out new bonus content on the page in addition to the eight exclusive mini episodes, monthly Q&As, polls, and other benefits that come with being a resistance officer. So if you are thinking about joining, now is the time. Star Wars comic book fans, we have a spoiler review of Marvel's Bounty Hunters issue two and an interview with the upcoming Clone Wars comic writer, Michael Morisi, be sure to check both of those out at StarWarsNewsNet.com. Who writes those, John? Uh, Jordan did the spoiler review, mm-hmm. uh, and the interview with Morisi was done by Kyle Larson. Excellent. Super fun. If you like TRB swag, like our fun t-shirt designs, <laughs> I didn't know where that was going, then stay tuned <laughs> because we have some very exciting news coming in April that it that involves some new designs, revised designs, and other significant changes. That's all you Ooh. that's all you get for now. Oh April's gonna be big, it sounds for TRB. Apparently. Hopefully. It's yeah. exciting. And last but not least, as always, tune in to the Clone Wars fan show this Friday as James will rate, review, and discuss the seventh episode of the seventh and final season of the show. And that's all I got. Yep. Getting towards that home stretch. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy. And Chewy, get us out of here. All right, guys. <laughs> it is time to hear <laughs> from you out there. So let's hear what you had to throw at us in Ask the Resistance. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? All right. So we put a pitch out there, as we always do, for questions from you guys. Or sometimes you just send them in when you think of them using hashtag AskTheResistance. We find them. We use them. So we appreciate that. So make sure anytime you are sending in questions, you use the hashtag so we can find that. And also, as always, if you're a little shy, uh, you can email them to us at resistancebroadcast at gmail.com. But we have our slate this week. And uh, the first one is coming from Rob Bartlett at RB7Rads. Uh, Lacey, this one's going to you. Rob asked. Hi, Rob. If, if Star Wars Celebration is postponed, do you think they will still announce new things and just do a live stream of interviews, etc.? So I'm guessing he means around the original time that it was supposed to happen. Mm. Mm. I guess I wish I could ask you a follow-up question, Rob. Are you talking about coming from Celebration or from Disney and Lucasfilm? Um, all right. First of all, with Celebration, um, it's a tough place right now in Comic-Cons and event industry with everything with coronavirus. It is not an easy time to be in that event industry space. That being said, they've already canceled things like South by Southwest, Emerald City Comic-Con, which is another read pop show. Um, C2E2 is in Chicago right before all this took place. Um, so that kind of got missed, but, um... It could be really tough. Emerald City's getting pushed back, I believe, to late July, early August. So depending on if they end up having that, I think is going to set the tone. That and San Diego Comic-Con for Celebration. Um, That being said, Celebration is a weird event in the sense that it is owned 50% with Lucasfilm Disney. So Reed Pop has one part of it and Lucasfilm has the other part. I don't know if that contract is still the same as when I worked on it, but that's what it was. It was like a 50-50 split. But the overarching decisions are based on by Disney, not by Reed Pop. So even if other Reed Pop shows are getting canceled, 
This one might not because of Disney. Um, that being said, if the event gets postponed, they're not going to make announcements and stuff unless it relates to something time restrictive like productions and stuff. Then they're going to have to because they're going to get their hands forced. But if it's other things like things that are in the future or planned, they'll hold off until they have the event. They're not going to give you everything that they have planned. Um, that being said, I don't see them doing any type of live streams or anything like that. Um, people don't realize like live streams are easy to do for us or for other people, but for big companies like that, oftentimes it's a lot of money and effort and planning that goes into those things like mm -hmm. the star Wars stage that it wouldn't be easy to just throw that together. Um, and if there are still travel issues, even into August this year, you won't see them flying out talent for that. People are still going to be in their homes. I can't see them doing like a, you know, people have been doing this like not at con, virtual con stuff. They're not going to do that because that's giving stuff away for free. And at the end of the day, they want you to buy a ticket. So they'll mm. wait. Um, mm. But as for announcements, I circle back to what I said before. It depends on if they're time restrictive or there's something that needs to be announced. Other than that, they'll hold off for the next event, which might be New York Comic Con, which is in October. That's mm. my answer. All right. Good answer. Um, it's almost like that question was meant for you. <laughs> you know, there's another question that might be meant for me, but it's not. You're darn right. <laughs> You're darn tootin'. Darn tootin'. Uh, vengeance is mine. Um, James, this one's going to you. Uh, Jedi Dave at Jedi Dave 74. Give it a shot, Dave. You did. Um, so Dave says, asks, original concepts for Maul's replacement in Attack of the Clones presented Asajj Ventress and Count Dooku. Ventress rocked on Clone Wars. Do you feel Lucas missed out on a huge opportunity by choosing Dooku as the apprentice for Palpatine? Um, no. Uh, I think part of that is, is the design for it was the design and at the end of the day i think one of the reasons people uh like ventress is because she was in a lot of the clone wars right um she had a lot of storytelling to go um into her character whereas dooku got kind of <laughs> i don't know he got his like one movie and then they kind of killed him off too he kind of got darth mauled um so I think the better decision probably would have been to keep Dooku around for Revenge of the Sith and kill him off near the end of the movie as opposed to the beginning. And um, I think that probably would have been better. Like I said, they or they do this a lot with obviously Rebels and other things like that. Well, they'll go back and look at designs that were not used by um artists or content creators, you know, who were designing things and, uh, they go, well, let's bring that look into this platform. And I really, that's just, I think why that character was, it wasn't like th the personality of Ventress necessarily, um, was what they were coming up with. I think it was just like a design. So I think the story as it is, is, is fine the way that it is. And I, I don't necessarily think they missed out other than more Dooku. I think that would have been a, better decision than bringing the character of Azash Ventress into um, Attack of the Clones. Great points. That's well put. Mm -hmm. um, okay. 
Next, uh, Stephen Irizari at Stephen underscore Matthew. Uh, Stephen asked, if you could change one thing about Kylo slash Ben's storyline in The Rise of Skywalker, what would it be? Mine would be Anakin confronting him in some way. Um, all right. I'm going to grab this one. <gasps> Ray doesn't heal so, him. Huh? <laughs> Ray doesn't, Ray heal, doesn't him. heal him. I'm just kidding. This yeah. is such a good question. Yeah, maybe I should answer it. Um, okay. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for your answer. Uh, I wouldn't change too much, Stephen. Um, I mean, I would... when I Because I like everything with Kylo Ren. Um, could I have used a little more uh, violence from Kylo Ren and anger and that sort of thing? Probably. But um, I think it was good uh, what we did there. Um, I like that he did get his win versus Rey. Um, he had her dead to rights and Leia stopped him. So I consider that a lightsaber dual win, which I thought was very important, which I've been saying he needed. Um, so that's fine with me. That closes the book on Kylo Ren for me. Um, ben Solo, obviously, you know, we talk about this a lot. Um, no, hardly any dialogue. Uh, depends on when you want to say he was Ben Solo. I consider him after Ray healing him Ben Solo. So he had that conversation with uh, Han where he's still saying your son is dead, even though he doesn't believe it at that point. Uh, but just the one word after that, I thought was a little strange. Um, uh, maybe, you know, drawing that out a bit. Uh, so whether you, if you need to take that part of the movie where they fight in the Death Star and bring it back a little bit and give some more time with him being uh, Ben Solo as opposed to that one moment on uh, Exegol, maybe that's the trick. Maybe there's a little more dialogue with him and Palpatine. I thought that would be kind of cool, kind of like how you had Luke sparring words with, Pal with Palpatine in Return of the mm -hmm. Jedi. It would have been cool to see Ben Solo kind of giving it back to Palpatine instead of just getting lifted and tossed. Uh, so I think a lot of it has to do with just dialogue-based stuff. Um, and maybe even a little more lightsaber work, not just against the Knights of Ren as Ben Solo. Um, but he still had some pretty cool moves. So I, I really wouldn't change too much. I, I don't like reinventing the wheel and, and undoing things that are done. because I feel like there's a lot of cans of worms there. But um, maybe just a little more with that part of the character because um, at that point, a lot of people saw it coming and maybe want to see it fleshed out a bit more. But um, that would be my tweaks as opposed to a change um, to that. So, but, but that, oh, excuse me, geez, but that is it guys. Uh, so thank you for your questions. If you do want to submit your questions, make sure you tweet them at us at RBATSWNN. Uh, or like I said, always use the hashtag ask the resistance anytime you want and we'll pick them to be on the show. But that does take us to the end of the show. We want to thank everybody for listening and watching, being part of the resistance. Make sure you are subscribed to the show. Uh, if you want a quick way to see where you can find us, go to resistancebroadcast.com. There's about eight or ten links to certain audio platforms. I know some people are still saying, oh, you're not on Google Play and stuff, but we're on about 20 other platforms that I checked recently. Uh, so we're on plenty of audio places. I'm sure Google may get their act together and get us on there eventually. <laughs> uh, but of course, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, a lot of the big ones there. If you're watching on YouTube, Hopefully you see Hello. a different look from us. Uh, I'll let James get to that in just a second here. Uh, but we're trying some new things. Uh, make sure you're going to StarWarsNewsNet.com every day for your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. As we said before, Patreon.com slash Resistance Broadcast. We have a lot of cool stuff coming up in April. Um, we're always changing, thinking, thinking of new ideas. Lacey's facil facilitating that page for me. I can never say that word, facilitate. I need you to pick a new word. <laughs> That's the bottom line. Um, but we have five tiers starting at two bucks a month. So if you want to check it out, 
take a look. If you found it here you like, sign up. We appreciate the support very much. Uh, I want to say a special thank you to our generals on Patreon. Our resistance officer generals, Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Tampa Movie Guy, Michael Gaines, and Val Trichkoff. Generals, thank you so much for all of your support. You guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and writing and editing at StarWarsNewsNet.com. James, what, uh, why, do, why do we hopefully look a little bit better today? And, then, and also, where can people find you? Well, people can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks. Um, hopefully, in a weird way, we're kind of trying to do the show like in one take. So a lot of the, the post-production is mo- being moved to the, the front end. Um, we'll see how it turns out. Um, I, I don't know how many people will notice, how many people will not notice. But uh, yeah, so uh, hopefully it works. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, Lacey, where can people <laughs> talk to you about all the good stuff? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. Excellent. Hooray. Guys, we'll be back as always on Thursday where we're going to have a discussion about, we're going to kind of expand upon the news about Ahsoka and that sort of thing and talk about now that the door's kicked open, what else are we going to get from people uh, characters coming from animated, video games, comics, into live action. So we're going to have a fun discussion on that on Thursday. And, of course, a bunch of other t- uh, topics as well. So thank you so much for listening, watching, being a part of the Resistance. We hope everyone's doing well out there. We know it's crazy. And we hope we were able to let you escape for a bit, uh, about an hour or so. But uh, until Thursday, we'll see you around, kids. <laughs>